You are on trend with the Alumni Trending Podcast. My name is Paul Clifford, and throughout my career in higher education, my mission has been to connect alumni to what they love most about their alma mater and to activate them in ways that support the aspirations of the institutions I have served. As advancement professionals, we are leading a movement, a mobilization of alumni in support of education for a lifetime. On this podcast, you will hear the voices leading our profession, advancing our institutions, and keeping higher education strong around the world. You are going to learn and be inspired by the passion and purpose driving these advancement professionals right here on Alumni Trending. What's up, trendsetters? Welcome to the Alumni Trending Podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into student engagement through our alumni associations. Many of your alumni programs have robust strategies around engaging students. And today, we are going to dive into that with the Associate Director of Student and Recent Graduate Programs at Boise State University. Lauren Hamilton is with us. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Now, Lauren, you are a 2011 graduate of the University of Idaho, uh, and you graduated with a BFA in theater arts and costume design. How on earth did you get into higher education advancement from there? Absolutely. It's a, it's definitely a non-traditional career path. And I think most uh, advancement careers can say that, but this one's really weird. So I uh, I um, graduated, I grew up kind of doing theater around the theater community and uh, knew that that was what I wanted to do professionally. But part of my college experience was uh, being a member of the Student Alumni Relations Board at University of Idaho. It's a an incredible organization, 50 years of history um, that has just kind of a really great uh, community aspect to it. And my goal with my collegiate experience was that I really wanted like a well-rounded experience. So I wanted to study theater, but I also wanted to go to football games and be in Greek life and and do all of that. And SAR, but Student Alumni Relations Board, um, was kind of a happy accident that I found it, but was an incredible experience as far as event planning and and learning about um, advancement and campus and community relations and things like that. So it was it was fantastic. So I graduated, uh, traveled around the country for a couple of years, and got a phone call from my alma mater that they wanted me to come back and apply for a job to be the advisor of the student org um, that I was a member of. And I thought, well, geez, if I theater is always going to be there. Higher ed's always going to be there, right? So why not give it a shot? And I never dreamed that it would be a career path for me. But uh, that those first couple of years that I was working at the University of Idaho as a program coordinator were incredible. And I, I just found such a, an affinity for working with students, for helping them to kind of find their path in college and uh, talk to them about how they can be involved after they graduate. And it's, it's become a real passion of mine. And uh, fortunately, I uh, was able to continue that, that role uh, down here in Boise, in my hometown. And so uh, it's been really, really fun, super rewarding and been a great, been a great career change. And right now during COVID, uh, the theater industry is not up and running. So glad to, glad to be working in higher ed right now. 
Absolutely. All right. Uh, a lot of pieces to that answer that I want to pick apart a little bit. <laughs> First of all, you said you wanted to go to school and, and experience football. Now, am I remembering correctly? Does Idaho have an indoor football stadium? Is Correct. So, uh, yes, uh, the, the Kibbe Dome is the home of the Idaho Vandal football team. And they, yeah, we have an indoor dome. Uh, it's perfect because Moscow is in northern Idaho and they get snow during a lot of the football season. And so it's great. We tailgate with Parkinson and then we walk inside and it's 70 degrees and we wear T-shirts during December football. Fantastic. That's amazing. I remember the Kibbe Dome. I always thought it was a funny name for for a dome. My assumption is that it is named after a person and not Correct. after the Lebanese the Lebanese food that shares the same name uh, of Kibbe. I grew up in a Lebanese family eating Kibbe and um but I, yeah, I assume that it's named after named after the family. Correct. And then so you uh graduate from Idaho you go off, you do some work, you come back to Idaho, first foray into higher education. Uh, and then after a couple of years working at your alma mater, now I'm, I'm, I've spent some time in the Northwest, but isn't it like crossing enemy lines if you go to work at the University of Idaho and then go to Boise State? Absolutely. Yes. So I am a third generation vandal. I have uh, many, many family members who have uh, but my grandfather was a diehard Bronco fan. Uh, he grew up in Moscow, Idaho, and then didn't ever go to the university and came back to Boise. Uh, and that's where he started his family. And so it's kind of always been like a family rivalry. We used to put Vandal bumper stickers on my grandfather's truck uh, at Christmas, and he would find them two months later and, and yell at all the grandkids who were Vandals and went to U of I. Uh, so it, it was a great family rivalry, but yeah, putting, putting that Bronco t-shirt on for my first alumni event after, uh, strongly opposing, um, Boise state, uh, and the institution for many, many years, uh, was, was a little challenging, but happy to do it. And it's, it's amazing. You know, the, the Boise state university that I knew growing up is not the university that it is now. And I'm so proud of of where Boise State has come from and where where they're going. And the one thing I told my boss when uh, she was interviewing for me for this job for me, and she was like, well, I would never work at U of I. Why, why would you work at Boise State? And I told her, the thing about Vandals and Broncos is we both have passion for the university and we love where we go to school. And I think that that can reflect no matter where you're working. Well, that's certainly a good answer. And that's a, an answer that has seemed to work out for you. So you have this passion for uh, student alumni programs and for uh, engaging students before they graduate. Talk a little bit about some of the best practices that you have deployed throughout your career in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the cool things that I got to do at Boise State is a couple of years after my, I started my role, um, we were finding that the the alumni association or the student alumni association just wasn't um, as connected and they weren't kind of fulfilling the role that we thought they would fill, fulfill. And so I was able to, um, with one of my colleagues in, uh, in the advancement and the um, annual giving side of the house, we created a new student organization. So we took two and kind of tore them apart and built a new one. And so that was really, really telling for me as far as 
you know, do I know how to build this kind of organization? Do I know how to work with students to lay ground rules and write, you know, procedures and policies for students? And and do I know how to create these programs that, that will survive year after year after year? You know, my experience working with such a historical program like the Student Alumni Relations Board at Idaho um, really laid the groundwork to know like what works well, but also what what we can easily change on a dime. Um, I think about things like, especially right now during COVID, like really meeting students where they're at, but also figuring out what uh, your other student organizations on campus are not providing that you can provide. I think most specifically about like access to alumni and donors, right? There are no other organizations on campus that have as close of access to alumni and donors that we do in the advancement shop. And we're really lucky because a lot of times our foundation board, our alumni association board, really wants to connect with students and find ways to give back to them. So it's, it's utilizing those resources and being able to, uh, to engage those donors and alumni in a way with students that maybe they haven't had the opportunity to do that before. And then again, just figuring out, you know, what students aren't getting while, you know, in their Greek houses or in their academic clubs or things like that, and then figuring out how we can provide those resources for them. Excellent. I know some of the best student programs that that I have been around, the best uh, alumni engagement programs are ones that partner with campus partners, right? I think you made the the point uh, really well just in your, your last answer in that you want to look at what other student organizations are doing and see what's not being provided, right? And how you can differentiate. Uh, But there's also opportunities to develop partnerships across campus to um, engage students. Talk about some of those partnerships that you've been part of establishing and and how that has helped engage students. I think it's uh, really important to provide ways that we can connect with other organizations on campus, um, especially through, you know, the the group I currently work with and advise at Boise State is the Student Impact Board. So it's a part philanthropy group, part alumni association, and part leadership development. And so we use career, career resources and our career services team all the time to talk to these students who are members of our organization about how uh, being involved in a group like the Student Impact Board, uh, how that translates to job opportunities later, right? That's that's a key um, programming thing for us. Um, we also work with our student involvement office and uh, our student organization often serves as volunteers for their events uh, and and ways to kind of get them out on campus. And then we also work with fundraising organizations on campus uh, and talk about not only the importance of philanthropy in, you know, like when a, a sorority house uh, does fundraising for a national charity, right? Well, that that is very important. But also, do you know that we can provide the same kind of support and resources to our institution. And I think a lot of students, especially that aren't involved in advancement shops across the country, don't really realize the importance of philanthropy and don't really realize how uh, we can, or how vital it is to the health of our institutions to have this uh, donor support, alumni support through volunteering, 
um, giving back to giving, you know, their time and resources on boards and things like that. And I think that students don't even know that that opportunity exists for them after they graduate, nor do they know how important it is and how vital it is to the organization. So we work, the Student Impact Board works a lot with um, groups on campus to not only talk to other students about um, about what they're doing and, and what kind of fundraising they're doing, but also to talk about um, how important it is to get back to their alma mater after they leave campus. You know, I was reading uh, a little bit about your experience and your responsibilities. What what I like about the framework you've set up to do your work of student engagement through through involvement with the Alumni Association, it's that you have this um, five-year engagement strategy to engage students with the Alumni Association before and after they arrive on campus and then all the way through that experience. Can you walk us through that continuum, kind of what that looks like and what the the major touch points and milestones might be along the way? Absolutely. Uh, so we start out in what I call the zero year of our five-year engagement plan. It, that is working with our uh, alumni chapter leaders, our regional volunteers, our um, regional club contacts uh, to set up um, send-off events. We work heavily with the admissions office to uh, talk to them about what uh, parts of the country we have a lot of students coming from. Uh, For Boise State specifically, we're talking about a lot of families in uh, the Denver area, the Seattle area, and then all up and down California. From there, we work with those volunteers. We've got a great couple of volunteers that in our Orange County, California area, and they always host an event with, you know, 30 students and 30 parents and in their backyard. And it's a great way to welcome them. And we work with admissions to have um, admissions staff there or represented so that they can ask them the nitty gritty questions that we don't really have the answers to, right? So we, we work with the admissions reps to do that. And then through that uh, zero year program, we also kind of go into our first year and we work with our student involvement office uh, to help them with any start of the year programming, introducing students to traditions on campus and kind of going from there. First year is again, all about introducing students um, to those traditions. We created like a Bronco bucket list checklist of things that alumni recommend that you do while you're at Boise State really kind of get that full experience. And so that first year is kind of focused on those things that we can do uh, to introduce them to what it means to be a Bronco. And then from there, uh, second year, we focus more on school history and traditions. I have a great relationship with our archive librarian, who is in charge of kind of preserving Boise State history. And we've developed a scavenger hunt for students to do uh, in kind of their second year program. Uh, And through that, they're able to uh, discover campus maybe in a way that they haven't seen before and really work work with kind of some of the landmarks and campus history. And we talk about traditions there and we talk about building traditions and and that is kind of a a cool piece for that. And then in our third and fourth years, we turn and focus more on on careers and getting students connected with alumni so that they can make uh, really great uh, career connections that will help them hopefully Uh, after they graduate. And so we host a program called Dinner with 12 Broncos. Uh, I think most uh, alumni offices are doing a Dinner with 12 program. Uh, I had great connections with with the folks at UCLA who uh, kind of spearheaded that program. And now they do over 100 dinners during their Dinner with 12 program. And 
it's uh, they were a fantastic resource to share some information about how they get that done. And so we're doing that in their third year. And then fourth year, we focus on commencement, graduation, alumni association membership, how they can be involved. And then also that during that fourth year on campus or their senior year when they're getting ready to graduate, um, we also allow them to come to any um, on-campus recent graduate events as a way to kind of prep them for what alumni life looks like. It's important for us to kind of provide them with uh, an idea of how to be involved as a graduate uh, before we set them loose. And so I think that that that's kind of a very brief outline of the four-year plan, but kind of finding those themes and those touch points for each year and then adapting it to ways that you can you can work with that on your campus to, to make it work for your programming. So Lauren, you touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about maybe some specific strategies that you all have implemented during COVID-19. Certainly a challenge in the student engagement space. Students are uh, studying remotely. The uh, amount of people who are allowed to gather is significantly limited, which, which has a significant impact on our student engagement strategies. Can you share a little bit about how you all are trying to be innovative to overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, COVID has been a huge, a huge thing for us, especially as we talk about, you know, the the Student Impact Board was working on a scholarship endowment. And I feel like a lot of our plans kind of got derailed for for doing some of the fundraising and and some of the things involved with that. Uh, But we've just been really, really flexible with our students. We've been meeting them where they're at. And for me, that means, you know, if they can't handle one more Zoom meeting, you know, we have a conversation with them about what would work better for them. You know, is a phone call better right now because all day you're staring at a screen? Is it better for us to, you know, take a week off, let you get through midterms, and then allow us to circle back and come back to this project that we're working on? Um, I think the ultimate thing that we've realized when you when you are working with students, even more so than working with uh, with alumni during this COVID space is that uh, you really want to make sure that you're you're being respectful of their their time and their mental health uh, as they try and navigate schoolwork in a brand new environment. So um, we've taken some of our programs online, a lot of our fundraising programs and philanthropy education programs we've been able to do um, remotely. Uh, as far as those kind of in-person networking events that we usually do with alumni, we haven't been able to do that just because of our campus limitations. Uh, we still are not holding a lot of our campus spaces at Boise State are being used for um, classroom spaces. They're using like our basketball arena and our our performing arts center and all of that as classroom space. And so, you know, we haven't been in our offices and we haven't been been available, but I think just having a, a connection and an understanding with your student population that you are there for them, you're there for them to help make sure that that you're that they're getting what they need from from the institution, not only from their academic side, but also from the alumni side of things. So that's been really, really important for us. And then what events can you take online? You know, can you do, instead of doing an on-campus scavenger hunt, can you do something that's like campus history and trivia? And what does that look like? 
can you do a, a social or a networking event via Zoom instead of doing it on doing it in person? And it's just kind of being flexible like that and challenge, challenging our students to think about their programming and the, the events that they plan on campus and encouraging them to think creatively and think differently and, and talk about how we can um, kind of move beyond just our small view of our campus. Uh, so that's been really, really important. And I think it's a lot of uh, just challenging your students to come up with with new ideas, innovative ways to to do the work that they're used to doing, um, while also supporting them and knowing that uh, it may not be the the best fundraising year they've had. It may not be the highest attendance of year they've had, and and that's okay. And so, Lauren, we have a tradition here on the Alumni Trending Podcast where we give our guess the final word on the profession. So where do you see us trending in terms of student engagement? Absolutely. I think that one of the cool things that's come out of uh, out of COVID and out of this pandemic is our ability to reach people, students, alumni, professional colleagues, and otherwise on a much larger scale, much more globally. And so I think that that is going to be a really cool trend moving forward. You know, we talk about some of the events that we've planned over the year, we have had people attend those events that maybe would not have ordinarily attended one of our in-person events because they don't live next to us or or whatever that looks like. So I think as far as, uh, as student engagement in the Alumni Association, we are going to be able to connect students to alumni uh, in circles that maybe we haven't considered before. And I think that that's going to be really, really cool. And I also see... Um, see some of this technology with Zoom and with everything else as a really great way for students uh, on campuses to learn from other students on campuses. And I don't know that we've, you know, we get together every year for our huge KSASAP convention, you know, over 800 student attendees, and we get to um, kind of interact that way. And I think this way we've, you know, we've seen our students presenting to their peers about the way that they're changing traditions on their campus to fit with COVID or the way that they're doing that. And so I think that we'll see a lot of like peer-to-peer learning moving forward. And I am really excited to see what what happens in that scope too. Lauren, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Paul. I'm John Fudo, Vice Chancellor for University Advancement at UMass Lowell, and I'm staying on trend by listening to the Alumni Trending Podcast. There you go, Trendsetters, another episode of Alumni Trending. If you are enjoying the Alumni Trending Podcast, make sure you go out to iTunes or your podcast app of choice and give us a rating and drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you drop me an email at paul.clifford at alumnitrending.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in and keep trending.